Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another interesting conversation that I get to have with somebody that to me, I have found fascinating. So I have a feeling you're gonna really enjoy listening in on this conversation that I'm gonna have with Randall Kaiser, who is coming to us from Calgary, Alberta, up in Canada. Hi, Randall, thank you so much for joining me on this conversation today. Hi, Lina, and my pleasure. Thank you. Well, let me share a little bit about how I found you so that that kind of sets the stage for why I have you on, on um, this particular uh, conversation. And I was watching a program with Sasha Stone, whom I adore, and I've been following him for quite a few years. And to me, he's one of the most amazing humanitarians that I have met. That man walks his talk. He knows not only does he have an alignment with source, but so does everybody else. And he is so determined to do everything that is within his power to expose anything that is unlike what the creator intended for all of us to experience. So when I watched you on one of his programs, I not only did I feel the presence of the creative source in you, the gentleness, the, the kindness, and your, your absolute sincerity about what you were sharing, I knew that I wanted to meet you and have a conversation with you and introduce you to my audience. So thank you so much for accepting this invitation. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful process, isn't it? You know, once we once we surrender to the divine source, the, I like to use the word God. Everybody can choose what they like, but uh, I'll use the word God throughout the conversation, knowing that it's not some anthropomorphic deity. It's just, in my mind, the goodness in everyone and everything every day. Exactly. It sure is the goodness in everyone and everything. When did you begin to realize that you had this connection with, with God, that you felt that comfortable um, in that relationship? Because for me, it didn't happen until I was in my 40s. Well, I think it was quite a bit before that. I've had a, I've had a long life. If you don't mind, I'd like to start. Like I, I've been asking some of the people that I interview with, if I can just say a quick prayer to ground please, us. Please, please. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll cut it short. There's, well, I'm Take your not. time. Take your time, okay. sweetheart. I'm, I'm grateful for this. Okay, it's an Aramaic version translated to, directly to English without going through Latin or, or you know, anything uh, of the Lord's Prayer. And mm -hmm. it just goes like this. O cosmic breather of all radiance and vibration, soften the ground of my being and carve out a space within me where presence can abide. Fill me with creativity so that I may be empowered to bear the fruit of our mission. Let each of my actions bear fruit in accordance with our desire of abundance, sovereignty, health, and love for all. Endow me with the wisdom to produce and share what each being needs to grow and flourish, and thank you for untangling the last thread of destiny that bound me as I release others from the entanglement of past mistakes. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. My pleasure. There is one last line, and it's, please do not let me be seduced by that which would divert me from our, our troop the opportunities of the present moment for we are the ground and the fruitful vision the birth power and fulfillment as all is gathered and made whole once again it's it's a i've adjusted that i tossed in a little yeah. whole ponopono as you see and yes. a couple other things the abundance abundance sovereignty and health for all is my goal on this planet this plane of existence and I'm speaking directly to God when I say that. Instead of it being us and our, it's we as in me and source energy. So just yeah. thought I'd toss that in to start off because oh. we did. We said this was going to be about love and the alchemy of love and the love of money because we need a medium of exchange to conduct conscious business on this plane of existence at this current state of civilization. So... Absolutely. Absolutely. That prayer was so beautiful. I'm going to ask you to, if you have it in writing, to uh, message that to me. It's so beautiful. But that prayer says it all. We, yeah. we, 
we are absolutely awakening to the realization of that we are the embodiment of one source expressing itself through all of us where in that awareness there is no shortage there is no me there is no they there is only us uh, operating in concert because it is a creative source so it expresses in so many different ways um so when did you begin to to realize that connection with source and understand your piece um, of the puzzle inside of the wholeness of that magnificence that that is God, source, spirit, creator. Well, honestly, I think it was the moment I was born and into this earth, onto this earth. But, you know, the process, just like every other process, doesn't happen like that. It's a it's perfection moving towards completion. And that's what I believe God is. And and love is, is perfection moving towards. So the I am is not just all of a sudden I woke up to I am. It was I am becoming. And becoming is something we all are. And yes, I had moments of, of you know, quick realization. Don't get me wrong. You know, like yeah. I, I died on a hospital bed one time. And, and I didn't mm. experience like some people will in their left brain and there's a lot to do with balancing your this is um balancing your wholeness your masculine feminine your left and right that is stuff that i've only been familiar with for maybe the last five or six years okay, okay. so so if you want to say that that's a transition but prior to that when i died on the hospital in a hospital i was fortunate i was in a hospital and they were able to revive me but you know, I didn't see that left brain activity of over my body or anything like that. I just experienced peace and tranquility. My consciousness was still there. I couldn't move. I couldn't see, but I could still see inside. Yeah. And I knew I knew I was still alive until I came back around physically. And it was a beautiful experience. But that was one stage and I was about 33 34 years old when that happened and then I had a another experience with liver cancer where I could could have died once again but it was a, a state of okay you're not alone in this there are mm -hmm. angels out there and I listened to angels you know like I'm speaking of alternative um medical or healing alternatives besides the pharmaceutical industry which would have killed me like it killed my father at 48 years old he died mm. of cancer but not died of cancer he died because they opened him up and butchered him and then chemoed the the heck out of him i'll try to keep away from that f word i know sasha <laughs> drops that bomb and i do it once i, I drop that bomb too so if it flows let it go <laughs> <laughs> so that that phase I chose alternative angels to listen to and save my own life and I haven't been to a, a general practitioner since that time I mean it's just and that's like over 10 years ago now I just mm. said no I'm not coming in anymore <laughs> he says uh, what do you mean well, we're gonna you'll die and I said no I won't I said I've had enough of this what's my blood look like I sent in some blood samples he says well it's pretty damn good and I said well it'll be better next time I said I'm see you later and I just totally discarded the pharmaceutical industry after that wow I, if i was to break my arm or cut myself to a point where you know i needed stitches would i go to the pharmaceutical industry or the medical industry yes i'm not yeah. against anything and that's that's a theme that i've taken on in my life is work with and never against you beautiful know, Beautiful. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And Elliot, thank you for your sweet comments, Randall. Elliot feels your God energy vibe. He says it's going straight to his heart. That is so sweet. Yes, Elliot. That's why I wanted to have Randall here. He's uh, my kind of uh, of person vibe to want to be um, associated with so that we can multiply it. Randall, you know, you're talking about the, the, the pharmaceutical world like you, I agree that there is a place and a benefit and that needs to be understood. But there is also a, a component about this pharmaceutical world that we are in the midst of beginning to discover that, that it has really far reached 
in, or, or reach too far inside of um, what is, is to me the God consciousness, the, the way that God heals, the way that God through us operates that we've almost been, well, not almost, we've been trained out of tapping into the well-being that exists within us that definitely doctors, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza who healed himself. Um, so he teaches people how to access that healing. What are your thoughts around that? Well, exactly. Like I feel as if I healed myself, but it was by listening to angels, you know, like yeah. I, I was diagnosed with liver cancer and liver is, you know, one of the most terminal, if they want to call it that, like you can't just get a liver transplant. It doesn't work, you know? So I'm in full agreement, but what, what, it, what it is, is that each individual, when they're not balanced, okay, when they're not whole-brained, we're still uh, fighting ourselves, okay? Yeah. And doctors who are entrenched and in, um, uh, indoctrinated, indoctrinated mm -hmm. <laughs> into the system are fighting into the, into the left brain. They're indoctrinated into the left brain. Of course. And those individuals, you can't blame them because they're programmed. Yeah. But but we're seeing more and more like Joe Dispenza, uh, Dr. Zach Bush. He's one of my favorites. Oh, me too. Me and too. the young man. Like those are the kind of doctors that have that have balanced themselves, that have become yeah. whole brained individuals that will lift mankind into this ascension. That's inevitable. We're not we're not talking about ifs. It's yeah. already happened and we're mm -hmm. already seeing that. So, you know, those that have, that are, for instance, wearing a mask because of this silly hoax that's going on, well, they're still unbalanced and we have yeah. to be compassionate and assist them and not poke at them and say, you're stupid. Exactly. For exactly. No, they're doing the best they can. They're doing what in their fear feels yeah. most safe for them. So I totally agree. Right. Totally if, agree. If we're going to ascend, and we are, <laughs> if we're yeah, going to exactly. surrender to this ascension, then we have to get out of that duality mentality, right? Duality mentality being a good guy and a bad guy. No, there's only goodness. There's only, there's yeah. only credit. There's only, there's only creation. The rest of it is just our own temptation and, and doubt. Like there's, we were talking about the, because of, the monetary system and you know i say now and i've got a hashtag out there monetary illusion is, is our monetary debt is illusion and i want that to go forever because yeah it is it's nothing but an illusion so yeah debt, debt and doubt and death are three d's that are just illusionary you know yeah. like we we never die our physical being ceases to exist there's no doubt we dropped, we dropped the vessel. That's all it is. That's right. Yeah. So, and there's no debt. So there's number two. And the last one, doubt, which is very close to debt, is the one that holds any human back from balancing his or her, you know, consciousness and being a whole-brained, risen being, you know, sovereign, I like to call it. But Absolutely. You know, it, yeah. But isn't that the same, it's the exact, exact same thing, whether we're talking about a few minutes ago, well-being, illness, wellness, or debt, abundance, it's the exact same thing that has to happen. We are operating from the programmed left brain of otherness, of separation, of, of haves and have-nots, of those that are sick, those who are well. That mentality that divides us is purely left brain programming. But to come into that wholeness, I'm a, teach, a, a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles and other books that were also channeled by Jesus. And inside of these teachings, specifically in the book called A Course of Love, it is speaking about wholeheartedness. It is a mind heart coming into balance, into recognition that we have to accept the power that we have because the left brain has been programmed. Some have power, some don't. Some are victims, some are not. Some don't have, some do. And that division basically is a, absolutely creates a block to activating the heart where God speaks to us through. So share how, how did you become whole brained, wholehearted 
when it came to to money because that's such a big topic and that's an area where you're an expert well lina it's like um it, it was the process again it wasn't a moment you know but the process involved finding things in the system that were deceptive okay and exploitative I don't like to use the word control. If there was a group that was in control, you and I wouldn't be sitting here talking. So they don't control. They exploit and manipulate. That's and so finding, true. Thank you. Yeah. And finding that exploitation and manipulation. I want to stop for just a second. I, I posted, posed one comment. I think it was the last interview I did where conversation leads to comprehension. And I like a lot of C words, obviously, credit, creation. But that <laughs> one, it really hit home for me the other day, and I wanted to mention it before I forget. Because just having you sitting there shaking your head, even if you don't agree to everything I'm saying, there is this element of conversation involved that leads to comprehension from both sides. And now we have an audience as well that is either resonating with this or they've shut it off by now, whatever they yeah. choose. So I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, the, the idea of whole-brained, uh, you know, masculine-feminine balance, I've always had a, a sense of, like, I've got my legs crossed right now. I sit that way, you know. And my father and I would talk with our hands, you know, and sometimes, you know, we'd put our hand up in a certain way or he'd drink his tea with his freaking pinky finger out, you know. Like, <laughs> it, it was cute. And people would say, well, freaking gay or something you know like god no we're you know my father and i are both extremely masculine <laughs> beasts you know like i love women you know like it's just <laughs> i love that stuff you know so it's it's not about that but it's about understanding your feminine or in your case your masculine qualities mm -hmm. and and the left brain is where a lot of storage happens we can get programmed there in so many ways my goodness i deal with people that talk about galactic beings and and stuff like that and i don't doubt them because they're thinking more from their left brain side when they think that way they've watched star trek enough times for instance or something like that that they actually believe that and i'm not saying that it's not there mm -hmm. we we create our own reality and we're each individually creators within this realm this uh this pla plane of existence that we're on and that plane of existence in my mind is a physical okay i don't go into the idea that i'm creating everything you know there is a, a godly mother earth and we're here to create from that you know use the grass if we need to 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 you know feed some animals and then harvest the animals whatever you want to call it but or move the dirt around to, to get at some gold for instance if there's value in it in some other way except for you know limitation and and that's you know we'll get into this as we talk about the monetary side but again you know it's it's about replacement and replenishment and rejuvenation and re recycling the only promise that we need to make on this earthly plane is to god to treat it with respect and return and recycle and rejuvenate we're not here to promise one another silly things like giving back money from somebody that thinks it's debt i mean how ridiculous <laughs> that is it just it just makes me that's where the frustration lie but and say more say more about that because the average person i know for me i had my debt i went through a time when I believe that that's what I was supposed to do when created mortgages, create, I was a realtor. My husband and I at the time were realtors during, you know, the early 2000s. We had investment properties and the stock market crashed. I mean, filed for bankruptcy, lost everything. Um, so we, we believed in debt. We believed it was part of life. What are your, what's your take in debt? Because I love what you say that there is no thing, no such thing as debt. So educate me on how is that so to get to give so this conversation can give me some comprehension around that perfect yeah so you know we we do have a collective um 3d reality as humans okay there's there's no doubt about that and we can 
we can fluctuate as individuals in that 3D or in the creative realm, which has been suppressed and exploited by uh, manipulation and um, indoctrination, right? In that left brain that we were talking about. So, so then that's where balance comes in and, and we, you know, okay, let's have some common sense here, which is the, which is the grounding physical 3d. Okay. And say that when I go to the bank, I autograph, I always use the word autograph because it's the AU, you're the AU, you're the authentic authorized authority over your artwork, your, your, and your autograph is what is very important in all of this process. So um, when we get to the stage of the 3D now, we've been indoctrinated to think in terms of debt. So when we make that promise to the bank and autograph that document, we're falling into that realm without questioning it, without saying, well, where does that money come from? And, and you know, the old, the old story of, well, we have depositors in the bank here, you know, like, uh, so we have backing for it. Well, no, you don't. Like, nothing, nothing even close to what you're lending out as far as the deposits. So that wipes out that question. And most retail bank managers will start with that. And I just, I, you know, I, I used to laugh at them, but now I just say, that's wrong. You're not telling the truth. So give me another answer, you know, like, and, and I don't do it in a harmful way because they don't know either, you know? So as I rose through the banking uh, structure, I got to stages where I appear to, like I say, the branch managers. Then I was downtown in, in my city where we have bankers hall, the twin towers, and all of the banking structure of Canada basically fluctuated through that that Twin Towers throughout the oil and gas years because Alberta was the leader. We had the oil and gas. We had the basis, you know. Mm-hmm. So most of those big head honchos would come into Calgary rather than go to Toronto where there's a way larger population. But now it's kind of empty because you know, there's not really much point in, in going into those buildings anymore because... A lot of people have caught on to the deception and the deception that is that um, there is no debt. You know, it's, it's, it's part of a process to keep a game going in our minds, to keep this duality mentality idea in our minds so that we don't have any power and that someone else does, that we're looking to a savior like Donald Trump or a government official or something like that, because they know something that we don't. But that's, and that deception was very hard for me to, to take and to continue to um, adhere to without being angry or frustrated or wanting to expose them, you know, in a, in a punishment manner or anything like that. So I just keep going gently back and come into myself ground myself with God before the next meeting and then enter it. And if the person, the human on the other side, heard things from me that I wasn't supposed to know and I could see their eyes drop down or something like that, I'd back off instead of saying, see, I told you. Hmm. So I've made my way up in the realms of banking in so many ways that way. Not only the conventional banks that you think of, which are still, you know, under the realm of government, you know, they're still working in the legal jurisdiction, the, the lower level legal jurisdiction, but also I work in the common law jurisdiction of banking and in the higher levels of banking that most people don't even have a clue exists. And there are divine spiritual aspects of banking at, at very high levels that are, you know, ancient trusts ancient funds that you know don't really belong to anybody but they're there if we can make our way through the system divinely and and find a way to bring that back out to the people 
So no, what, can the, what can the average person, sorry to interrupt you, but what can the average person like me who has grown up with this indoctrination do at a time when we're seeing, especially right now in the middle of this, this pandemic and people losing jobs and businesses going under, people are feeling like they're losing these assets that they've acquired or, or maybe they don't even have assets, they're losing their paychecks and are feeling this sense of lack because as holy divine beings, when we are wholehearted, there is no, no sense of lack, but we have been programmed and indoctrinated into believing that now we're not getting something and that creates incredible fear. What is your take on what's going on in the world right now that could help the average person be able to feel hopeful about what is what is potentially coming because like you're saying there are these divine trusts that are there set up for i take it for humankind um so between the not knowing and being in fear and this incredible wealth that exists how do we bridge that that gap okay perfect thank you very much a great question, question i'm sure <laughs> oh yeah but i but i got it i know what you're saying so in a think of my life like i went from having that thought of ownership to having nothing and i mean less than nothing because they were after me to go into bankruptcy i said i'll pay you back when i get it but i i know what bankruptcy is too that's like an insurance scam to pay you off when when really you never had anything to start with yeah. and you already took my property and sold it so forget it you know i'm not going into bankruptcy and playing that game but i intend to figure this out and when i have the money i'll pay you back if you still want it by the time i'm there so so that process of getting away from ownership is what many people who are capitalists that are losing their positions as far as their jobs or their business may have to go through that i can't say for sure but the way i got through it was starting to think in terms of all starting and not just all mankind i i'm i'm talking i went right to the max like it's like there's life in that earth there is there's life in every animal and yeah. and if i'm going to do this i want to think about all i don't want to just think about mankind so if you True. want just think about you. if you want to just think about mankind that's fine too but going back to the stage of of family or community or self those are all lower levels right and it and it keeps you in that that fear mode of well i got to have something to protect that little entity mine yeah mine still a possession my family my so thank you for the correction for all for all that is yes so what's happening right now is that there are some conscious happenings and i don't want to name names even you know because as soon as i do that people think of idols like and I mean, I'll, I'll use the term lowercase t, the trump card, okay? Mm -hmm. Rather than referring to a man, there is a trump card in America that's playing out, okay? Yeah. And that yeah. trump card is also playing out in the rest of the world. So things like the, that you could do or that people that are watching this can do is start to retrain your subconscious mind into thinking basic income, okay? Basic income, basic income. Repeat that in your mind. So anytime you receive anything from the government, I call it administration. I don't even like to use the word government anymore because they're just going to be administrators of a monetary process. They have no right to be making up laws, legal statutes, excuse me, instead of laws, because law is, we know what it is. It's God's law, you know, do no harm keep yeah. your word that kind of stuff love yeah. your neighbor but you know these legal statutes that keep controlling 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 they don't have any right to be doing that they have no permission from the from the population at large in a democratic if you want to use that word in a in a in a general sense to be doing that kind of stuff so when they administer these payments to you like in Canada we've been receiving $2000 a month they put a name on it, which I'm not even going to say. It's our basic income. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Anytime you receive employment insurance, anytime you receive pension through a government, anytime you receive anything, that's basic income. And that's your right. So when you mm -hmm. start thinking about that, 
and reset your own subconscious, you're already thinking in terms of all because that is coming through to everyone. It's available to all. There's countries in the world that are beyond Canada as far as social programs, and that's what I'm talking about as social programs. But even that, change that language to basic income programs and you'll start to get yourself into that mindset of why on earth like no animal no bird or coyote or anything has to be in debt or pay for their home or their food they just go get it yeah true as, as physical beings we have that same right god gave us that okay there's no other no man in between when i talk about sovereignty it's just you know you are direct neural activated to god oops dna did i say that <laughs> we that was one that a friend of mine came up with and i thought oh that's so perfect direct neural activation dna you know because yeah. we, can, we can get into the scientific aspect of things and that goes into left brain too you know so bring yeah. it to some common sense words so there's one thing you can do and then as far as you know the average person start thinking in terms of that basic income and then yeah. and then start once you've gone to that you're starting to grasp the idea that there is no limit to the amount of money that can be created. Yeah. So then go to the next stage and ask your banker, you know, just go in and ask him, like, how's where'd you get that money from? You know, like, and, and little things like that. Like when I first uh, lost my, my assets, I went back into the bank and I said, can I have my collateral back now? And they said, I was using the word collateral and they just didn't know what I was talking about. So I said, well, I would like my contract back. Oh, sure. No problem. We can get you a copy of that. And he kept using that word copy, copy, copy. I said, no, a copy is like a, a copy of a work of art. I said, a work of art with an authentic autograph on it is worth a lot, but a copy or a print is really not worth much. So I don't want that. I want the original. And he says, oh yeah, no problem. So I, I wrote out a document myself I, I typed it out took it in and I wrote on there I want the wet ink signed original mortgage in that case or there was mortgages because I had a number of them I was doing a lot of business and he signed it before he realized what he signed and then he says I said so you can get me the original he says well yeah we can get you caught I said you just wrote and look at it what you wrote and he says Oh, well, we'll have to talk to a lawyer about that. And I said, okay, get her on the phone. So he got her on a conference call in the room we were sitting in. And he says, uh, we can do this for him, can't we? He didn't know. And the lawyer said, well, no, we, we, we can just get you a copy. We shred those. And I said, of course you shred them. After you get credit for them in the higher levels of banking, you don't have any money especially that bank, it didn't even have a retail division. It was called Farm Credit. It was a government institution. So it didn't have any deposits, you know. So so I said, I know you don't have any money. So I know that that document was the way that my autograph, my authentic uh, authorized autograph was what gave you the capability to take that up to the top and say, hey, look what I got, an original, mm -hmm. you know, instead of a print. So, or a copy. So I, uh, the lawyer took this banker out of the room. She said, yeah, I got to talk to you privately. He comes back into the room, says, you're going to have to leave. And he escorts me out of the bank. And on the way out, I said, you have nothing to worry about. I said, the legal system that protects you, the legal illusory system that makes up all these statutes and, and legal standings and stuff like that. I said, they won't allow me to take you on. And I said, but all you've done is prove to me how this system works. And I'm not going to stop until yeah. I reach the top. That was my language to him as I left. And I, I wasn't angry with him. He didn't have a clue what I was talking about. But I said, thank you for that. And yeah. I left. You, you have educated yourself in, in this system that, that we have been indoctrinated in. But Let's talk about what's coming because you have a clearer idea of what is coming for humanity because you're being exposed to, you're, you're outside of the, the realm that the average person is stuck inside of working and getting a paycheck and paying the bills and paying the debt. 
Um, what, with your understanding of God's use for money, give me a picture of what you believe is the, the godly use of money. And then where are we going? Because I love to give people a uh, hope. So let's get, let's, let's get some hope going here about where we're going once we undo all of this indoctrination that has had us stuck. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to start with four, four things here. I like fours. I like fours and seven because those are more godly numbers. It's like uh, three, six, and nine will keep you spinning around. And I don't, don't discount any numbers, but I like fours and, and, uh, and sevens. Seven being the godly number of creation, obviously, mm -hmm. and you know, regeneration and stuff. But the, uh, the idea of four, okay, so there's ancient times, gold in our ancient times. History is all balled up. Nobody knows exactly what history is because we've been lied to about it. So in more recent history, I'll say even the Egyptian days, they started thinking in terms of treasure, right? So gold. And they'd mine it, and then they'd consider it theirs in an ownership manner, and that they could lend you something based on that, right? Mm. So they couldn't actually take pieces of the gold and give it to you. They could, but what's the point in that? We'll just we'll just create some paperwork that'll do that. Sorry, you've got a garbage truck in the background. I hope you can still hear me. I can. Okay. So the... Uh, the, the beginning of this was just the gold and then it became gold accounts okay so accounts based on the gold then so those two to start with I'll bring those into the present okay there is still physical gold on the planet that can back money okay is there a is there goodness in that maybe a little bit but it's also the root of war and fighting because Somebody knows you have something physical like that, and humanity's still not at this conscious oneness stage, so they're going to try and get it, right? So that's mm -hmm. what World War II, World War I were a lot about that, about stealing the gold from nations, supposedly, and changing borders and stuff like that. Um, I won't go on beyond World War II because that's for another conversation altogether about economic demolition and that's all it is it's got nothing to do with it anymore it's just to keep this story alive of debt but i'll stop there so the the idea of gold and gold accounts so gold is unlimited nobody can tell us anything different alan greenspan commissioned a a little cartoon document way back in i think it was late 80s called the road to ruda very cool very interesting little document that talks about uh, you know, a certain amount of, of gold was, was used to start the system. But then we got into the oil and other things and whatnot, and we didn't really need it. But yet, if we ever need it, there's lots of gold still, and it's hidden in the caves and stuff like that. So it's, it's just a little story about gold. So the gold-backed accounts, mind you, are unlimited as well. And these are large enough that there's nothing that we can't do on this planet okay? okay so so connecting to those gold-backed accounts was actually one of my first processes i met with some of the people and uh in southeast asia and and actually with my eyes saw the potential of that saw some of the physical assets as well but i saw the potential in these gold-backed uh accounts so is there godliness in that Yes, because godliness is, is abundance and unlimited, right? Corporate being an limited being a corporate word. So those kind that kind of language all falls into that corporate category. So limited is a corporate mentality. It's a left brain construct construct of man. But mm -hmm. the idea of abundance and unlimited makes that those gold back counts accounts that are based on unlimited source of gold into some godly potential then we have a two other aspects of banking that came in some will say about 400 years ago and that is that we only have a certain amount of gold in our hand or in our bank whatever you call it but there's more people that want you know to to have money for economic situations 
And I can see the potential of that economy actually doing some good. So how can I do this? We're going to have to just lend out based on that physical amount of gold, but we'll lend out more. It's okay. So that was the beginning of what I call fractional reserve lending. Okay. Then we got to the stage of, well, we don't even really need that collateral anymore. We can just use our autographs. And that came in in the 1940s, you know, the Bretton Woods and the restructuring of the Federal Reserve and stuff like that. There was probably some of it happening before. I'm not a, you know, I'm not against somebody questioning my thoughts because I'm just a human. I, I don't have everything perfect in my mind. But that's the process that I'd say it was through. Okay. So at that stage, they call it sovereign money creation. And, and this one, the only exploitation and limits that are in it now from that legal jurisdiction are that it takes two bankers to autograph this document that stands alone as a standalone primary banking instrument to bring in the illusion of debt to take on a debt and, you know, go from there. So that's where that system went awry. Has it got godliness in it? You damn right. Bring in a benevolent individual, a BI that can autograph a document and create money out of thin air, like the same way as they're doing it with these bankers, and then not limit it to diverting it to globalist corporations or something like that, just bringing it in and saying, holy shit, that's a good idea for technology, for free energy. Mm -hmm. We're going to fund that and fund it. Don't talk about debt. Is there administration fees? Yes, because there's people to pay in the process. And that's all that really happens at these upper levels anyway, if you want to know the truth. And that part of it, I know, above the government levels, right? So government levels is where most people are stuck in and in that private commercial banking level, which still all falls into the government legal jurisdiction. But above that, there are private money creation aspects in that system that are building all these wonderful developments and towers in, in Western Hemisphere and and in, you know, Makati City or Globe Bonifacio Global City in, in Manila, brand new, you know, beautiful cities in China, the same thing. These cities just come up out of nowhere. That's all part of this uh, creation process that I'm talking about. The That's printing not- of money, is that the, the printing money or is this money that is backed by the gold that you were talking about? No, this is like the printing of money is still at the, we're talking create uh, currency at the government level. So printing okay. of USD. What I'm talking about is, is, is manifestation of digits, manifestation of credit without attaching it to anything like money. It's just credit. And that because credit. In a, yeah, because in a world that is, is really consciousness and everything is our manifestations, so why do some get to manifest digits and the rest of us not? That's right. So where I, and I'll say this because I don't know anybody else that's doing this, but I've got partners that are working with me in, in, on all levels of what I'm going to say. But what I've said, because I worked with Bauer Rothschild. So Bauer Rothschild being the Barclays uh, banking family. Okay, so people think of them as the, the owners of money. They're not. They're just the banking families. And they're, they're wealthy, don't get me wrong. But it's the account holders in those banks that are the wealthy ones. The Paysewers or the Venetian families or whatever. Or these, what they call the dragon families in China. All of that kind of language. Those are the people that hold the credits, okay, that have the credit in the banking system. So, so these people are real because I hear about these, the Venetians and the dragons. So these, these are the, the holders of this. Accounts. The accounts that have all of this, the riches that are part of this planet. Right. And it's, okay. you know, at one point it was based on a physical gold asset or something there's still a certain aspect to that, but because we've changed the value of those physical assets in time, their accumulation of accounts has just expanded exponentially too. You can think of $35 an ounce 
gold, for instance, in the 1940s, and now it's worth 2000 or 1200 whatever it is. You know, it doesn't matter to me. But, you know, that's the kind of expansion of these accounts that's happened. So you can think in terms of unlimited, you know, like there's just no limit to it again. So what I've done is because I've been in the sovereign money creation side, the, the second two pieces that I talked about, as well as in the gold side and the gold backed account side, I'm putting it to them. Okay. Personally. And I'm saying, and I'm saying it again, declaring it right here on this show. We'll go either way. What do you want? Do you want me to autograph a document as a benevolent individual to open up projects on, on this planet? I'm ready. And there's lots of us that are ready. And don't you tell me that I can't do that because I know you do it. So you want to let me into the old boys club? I'm coming. But I'm not going to be here to build some tower that's going to sit empty and, you know, gather etheric energy from the atmosphere and pump it into the grid. Because I know that happens too, but not that's a controversial topic that I want to throw a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to throw in a few things like that to keep people thinking, because honestly, that's a, that's a cool one to think about. It's just like passenger jets that are supposedly burning fossil fuels. Like, give me a break. You know, they're, they're reversing the engines and floating like um, hydroplaning or not hydroplaning. They're, they're basically, um, oh God, I like paragliding. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're they're using hydrogen to do it, not fossil fuels. I mean, so there's two that I I'll just stop right there because it's that's the fun stuff I like to throw in and get people's minds going. And oh, maybe I should investigate that or take a look at that. And if you dig into it, you'll find some pretty interesting stuff because there's deception there too. So get back to the what what I'm doing with these two factions, okay, is saying, which one of you wants to come into God's zone? Which one of you wants to deal with this in a benevolent manner that's going to bring basic income to people, but also bring projects and projects that all of us want to do something. You know, we don't want to just sit back and take our basic income. There are certain people that do and retired people, older people, whatever, that's fine. But the average person still wants to do something creative with his life. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if that opportunity is there, say in a, a free energy project, man, you're going to have engineers jumping on board. You mean you'll pay me a good wage to participate in this free energy project? They'll all go over there. We'll fill these towers with those engineers again once we get that switch over and new projects started. It's, uh, it's such a beautiful opportunity. So either on the sovereign money creation side, let me and others in to do the autograph and create the money out of nothing, which happens. There is no debt. There is no debt. Don't try and feed me that bullshit because I know that too. It's just a deception to bring in a liability. Of course, I'm going to pay you back some administration fees. I realize that you've got a bank to run and you've got you know, locations and all that stuff. Yeah. But you're not going to get this idea of debt back into my mind because it's gone. It's not there anymore. It's an illusion. And I'll share a little bit more on that later if we have time. Yeah. But I also have attached to, you know, one step or two steps away from some of these large account holders. And if they come through first, back off because we're going to let it fly that way. And, and it will be to project funding. Will we use that project funding to come back to you at the sovereign money creation side and say, do you want a little bit of administration fee up front? I'm ready. I'll pay you a little bit. If you want to bring in that benevolent individual to autograph document that's going to release $500 million to feed the children of Africa, let's go to town. So I'm never going to say no. I'm going to work with and never against any of these groups. And they know that by now. They've threatened me. I've gotten threats from the Dragon families and the DOD and everybody else. You shut up. Quit doing those videos. I said, nobody really understands what I'm doing anyway. No, because the average person doesn't understand that there is an incredible amount of wealth. I mean, it goes back to our, our thoughts create our reality. We have been created to project out a world of abundance. 
our mind has been indoctrinated into believing we don't have access to it without having to work for it. So what you're doing is you're working to shift that consciousness to, to release what is there through basic income. You know, we can call it that, but it is a, a, you know, I know a lot of people don't like the word redistribution, but it is the wealth of the, of, of humanity. It's the wealth of the planet. And isn't that God's intention for us as, as sovereign beings to be able to have access to, if I love coaching, if I love teaching, if I love painting, or if I love creating new medicines that are done with natural things or new technologies, that there should always be access to, to being able to support every divine sovereign being that has an idea that would be, you know, add something, add some value to the planet. Exactly. And uh one little one I'll add to your list there is I don't really believe in the education system the way it is. So I want to set up my own education system, whether that be homeschooling so that I can afford. So I want to be paid to, to do that. I want to be paid as a mom to, to educate my children or to direct those funds to help uh, a community educate their children in our own wet manner. Because the education system is is the beginning of indoctrination and so many people have caught on to that too and it's like why the hell would i send my kid there that when they're going to be indoctrinated into something that's false so just in addition to those other beautiful things that you mentioned so yeah it's it's and just back to the threats that i received for a while and the way i'd approach it i'd say well even if it even if it's true I'm protected by God. And when I say that, I'm not thinking of some anthropomorphic shield over top of me or something like that. I, God is the good in everyone and everything every day. And the person I'm talking to has God in them. And if they threaten to kill me for doing what I'm doing, they're going to pay the price of karma. And they know that. They know that in their hearts. There's very few people on this planet that aren't just paid... Uh, paid puppets or whatever that 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 don't know and even those paid puppets they know that they're going to suffer consequences because we do and it's it's our mind that suffers and we'll eventually kill ourselves you know in time if we don't suffer the a hanging rope or something for doing something like murder but it's you know everybody knows that and at these levels that i'm talking about these people are conscious individuals so okay the more I talk to people like yourself and, and that godliness keeps circulating, the less chance they ever got of, of shutting my mouth for me. <laughs> because it's just like Sasha. I mean, he's do, pumping out like freaking two or three videos a day these days. And he just yeah. keeps going. And I mean, his aggression is, is more than mine. But his protection is more than mine too. Because... Nobody's going to touch him. Are you kidding me? And they're not yeah. going to touch me either. You know, like it's just, that's just fear. And that's the, that's the temptation to fall into fear zone. Oh, gee, maybe I will get murdered. Oh, God. Yeah. But it's what you were ridiculous. saying, yeah, but what you were saying earlier is that, you know, we're talking about this, this 5D consciousness that we're going toward, but it is something that exists here inside of each and every one of us. We have the ability to tap into that sense of oneness, that consciousness that allows us to be kind, to be gentle, to be collaborative and cooperative with one another. So really, it's not like we're moving towards something. We're allowing what is already here to expand, to, to come out of us, to let us live from that space. How long do you see that it might take from your perspective, humanity, to possibly get to the place where we can move through some of these divisive states of what I'm going to call lack mentality. Yeah. Beautiful line. I mean, what, what, as you were talking, I was, I was absorbing what you're saying and thinking of the next step of our conversation, which is about the fact that I just said there was people talking to me, right? But every human being is going through this conscious ascension right now okay so there's nobody 
I don't care who it is. I won't name any names again, except for Trump, because everybody's on the Trump bagging wagon. That that's going to be able to say, "I told you so." Not yeah. one of them, because yeah. this whole thing is an ascension of our consciousness collectively. Our soul is ascending. So these people that were in that position of threatening, they're questioning themselves now because they, their morphic resonance has changed. They've, they don't know what to do with it because they're, they're becoming conscious. They're becoming more compassionate and they don't even know what to do with it. They can't fight it, yeah. you know, and they know that, that it's, it's happening to them, but they <laughs> don't know why and things like that. But that's the God. That is the, the source, the soul, the oneness that has already ascended. So there's, it's inevitable, dear. And I mean, you know, how do we, how do we see it? Uh, we see it individually. Like the smile that you have on your face, just resonating with the words that I'm saying, tells me that you heard me and you know it. And it was a reminder to you. It wasn't me telling you. You just remembered yeah. now because you're smiling. Yeah, that's what it is. We are. We have already gone through this ascension process throughout history and we're doing it again and we're and we're speeding it up this time like at whatever sped it up i don't know like some people say 2012 and different things like that i don't know was it always like this maybe it was but it sure seems like it's been speeding up and maybe it's speeding up because of the conversation that's leading to the comprehension of the ascension and there are so many conversations more and more and more that are happening where um, my personal take on it is that there is a divine plan. And in this divine plan, consciousness has the ability, God in its infinite uh, potential and infinite can condense itself into darkness and it can expand itself into light. And I believe that we have gone into a, as tight and tense as we can get and the game is not fun anymore. The game has lost its luster. We can see that it's like the Monopoly game that I play when I play with my one sister who always won the game. After they keep winning a few times, it's not fun. That's so right. it's only fun when there's more sharing, when when things keep moving, when everybody wins, when everybody has money and 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 everybody has the little hotels on Monopoly. That's a lot more fun because now it's not just one person with all of the riches. You know, at some point you go, you know, you okay, take the whole board. Who cares? Um, <laughs> and I feel that we have gotten to the place where humanity feeling the the potential that is possible because we are expressions of God. We've, we've, we're exhausting the one potential where some win and others lose. And now we want to get back to that win-win part of the game. And we're just, we're just maturing. We're spiritually maturing into the fun of sharing, the fun of co-creation, because I, I have never had more fun in my life than I, when I get to do something with somebody else. You know, it's, it's just so much more delicious when there is a collaboration. Um, and I just feel like that's where we are right now, that oh, more people want that. Beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, how much fun is it to, you know, the people that are on the street that are begging you for money, a lot of times I don't give it to them, you know, like, or, but if there's a communication that starts up or whatever, and I can feel love in them, mm -hmm. oh my God, it's so much fun to give them 20 bucks, you know, yeah. like, then it's fun, rather than thinking, oh, I should put that 20 bucks in the bank account or store, stick it in the stock market or some ridiculous notion like that. There's no fun in that. It's fear. The fun is is in sharing, and then yeah. in the in the the sharing of a smile back from that other person. You know, like you give them a smile and they give you one back. My God, that's fun. You know, like thank yeah. you. That was beautiful. one of my favorite lines in a Course in Miracles is that giving and receiving are one. That we receive through the joy of giving. That there's something innately that when you give from a place of consciousness of abundance in giving what you're sharing is multiply because now you're giving to somebody who can do something with it. And in that process of circulation, I love um, sacred economics by Charles Einstein. I don't know if you, you've 
uh, read any of his stuff. It's just beautiful. It's that consciousness of circulation, of allowing things to move. And as we're getting here to the kind of the top of the hour for our conversation, what what are give us your words of wisdom? How can we move through this this time of uncertainty when we you and I both are certain that the good is already there and it is just waiting for our awakening to basically, I think we're gonna have to get mad first and then demand that what is God given to all of us becomes available to all of us. Well, I, I think you're past that stage and so am I. And what we yeah. can do for people is to encourage them to get past that anger stage too. And the best way to do that is to uh, think of yourself as sovereign, okay? Self-governing, mm -hmm. self-realized, self-attached to the good in everyone and everything. Yeah. And, and then uh, slow down on receiving false light. So false light from from um, alternative media, which is full of it these days. I mean, there's 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 too much on there, you know. Like they're they're dragging us back into the fear, and mainstream media obviously just shut that off completely. You know, like there's nothing nothing on there except maybe watch an old John Wayne movie or something. I don't know, but other than that, shut that thing right off. But you know the 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 videos that talk about hope and that talk about, uh, about, uh, forward movement. Like I, I finally posted one last night. I got a friend and I call him a friend because I actually met him on the phone myself years ago. We were challenging the bank of Canada, Rocco Galati. He's a lawyer here in Canada, just one conscious individual. And I'm not mm -hmm. a big fan of lawyers, but this guy's just beautiful. And he's now suing, the government of Canada, the prime minister, the mayor, the premier, you name it, the CDC or whatever they call it in Canada, the medical for this for this garbage that's going on. And there's, you know, he's got just a litany of proof and common sense behind them. So I finally posted that article. And there are a few things that I will repost, I guess. And I'm talking Facebook now because that's kind of a, a social media that I one of many that I adhere to, but most of my communications are outside of that. But I do go on Facebook and I got a little following and I got my YouTube channel, which I'll put this up on too. And, and hopefully people will, will adhere to that rather than, you know, know and listen to the stuff about the children. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and I do, and I have ultimate compassion. So anybody that says that I'm ignoring that, no, I'm not. Oh yeah, me too. I am well aware of what's going on there. But should I pass on more of that information? Because most of it is fear-based. All I do with that is trust that I can't do anything about it unless I see something happening on the street. And if I do see that, somebody's going to go down, you know, like they're going to get one of these. But if I, if otherwise there's military in place that's looking after that. And I totally believe that we've mm -hmm. got to shift that's taking over you know there are stories every day now of people being arrested and stopped and mm -hmm. are they the top level stories that people are looking for blood in no but there are numerous there's movement there's movement i feel it i sense it i see it yeah so, so the biggest thing we can do as humans is to focus okay once we've got something in our mind the biggest challenge is to focus without doubt and temptation so my focus remains on abundance through the monetary system. And we haven't talked really much about it in this last hour, which is okay because it's a general uh, thing that I'm, that I'm talking about. And for me to teach someone to do what I did, my God, it's like, it's like years of living in the moment, you know, and making decisions myself based on that moment. Okay, I wasn't thinking about the future or the pro. I wasn't thinking about the process. I had a goal in mind, and that was abundance and sovereignty and health and those kind of things for all. But what did I do through the process? I just stepped into things. You know, I was on the other side of the door from President Rodrigo Duterte in the Philippines. I was in Indonesia in the back streets where Neil Keenan talked about his fears and stuff like that. Well, no, I didn't have any fear. I was in there talking to these people and loving them. And, and I use that word a lot. 
when I talk to these people. Like I've got bankers that just don't know how to respond when I say, I love you, brother. <laughs> the women sometimes will respond, okay, I love you too, Randall, you know, but the guys, it's like there's so much ego in the banking industry that to hit them with that, it just knocks them off their chair. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you yeah. love them? And when I reach someone who says that to me first, holy shit, then I'm on track. And I've got <laughs> I've got that more in the gold-backed um, account side than I had on the other side in Sorry wow. Money. Isn't that beautiful? It that is. is and, beautiful. and, you know, a lot of those people just don't know how to get that through the banking system. Yeah. So my knowledge in interest and intelligence in the banking system allows me to say okay let's bring in a safekeeping receipt uh, some kind of a document that can stand as collateral and then we'll build off of that with credit lines and when i say credit lines we're not talking about paying it back you know that right and these guys yeah of course not we've got totally. so much. why would we think of it any other way the i word, know <laughs> the, word, the word loan in etymology means a gift of god yeah doesn't oh really? really okay look it up etymology of of the word loan you know it's just something very important that we we we've been diverted and seduced and indoctrinated into the idea of debt to somebody there's mm. no debt to anybody it's, it's an illusion it's just it is an illusion especially you know it's it's one consciousness and you and i are are it you know we're, we're one there there is I've projected you out here for me to play with and have fun with. And like I said, the game has just gotten too boring and, and too one-sided. But Randall, it's just been such a pleasure to, to sit here in your presence. And, you know, the one thing I am taking away from this is that there are people like you with such high consciousness, such love that are working inside of this, the current monetary system to ship things. And there is a shift happening. I can feel it. I can sense it. It is, I can see, I can see evidence of it, but I, I, I know where to look. And we are in great hands. And what's coming for humanity is nothing more than a busting wide open of the, the gates that have kept so many of us out. And they, they have to, they have to bust wide open. Thank you for your part in that. Well, and thank you. I mean, I, I don't do what I do for myself. I do it for you. And I do it for my kids and my grandkids. And it's like, you know, that's what you do too. So yeah. connecting and resonating with a human like yourself who has done every bit as much for this conscious uh, ascension as I have. You know, I, I appreciate you as much or more than you appreciate me. Okay. And, and, you know, God bless us. Let's just keep going and attaching to more people like that and resonating with more people like that. So absolutely, with absolutely, peace, with peace, harmony, love, abundance, freedom, and euphoria for everyone and everything every day. I'll sign off and let you do your ending, and then we can meet again. Yes, well, I love you dearly, and thank you all for for being here with me. And next Monday. I have a wonderful friend. Her name is Erin Newman. She's going to come and share about creating a spiritual business. So we're going to get some wonderful tips from her um, next Monday. But thank you so much, Randall. This was a beautiful gift. So goodbye, everybody. And Randall and I, we both love you. Bye-bye. Love you. <laughs>